Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas Sports, The Horn. We roll forward on a Thursday morning. A lot of big conversations. Texas at number 12 in our Horn Top 20 countdown. We will dive behind the burn orange curtain again this hour. Also go off the record. The uh, case for Michael Orr and his lawsuit he filed this week. The blind side is come under scrutiny. And uh, maybe a book he wrote 12 years ago is undermining his own lawsuit. Oh, man. But this story is just so bizarre. Also, not surprising because we love that you listen on uh, AM 1260 or 1019, but always encourage you to find that Horn app. Watch us on our YouTube channel, which is growing like crazy, and uh, also on Twitch and at hornfm.com. You realize this, Rod Babers, to start the uh, 8 o'clock hour? For the first time this summer, in the last, what they've, they've, they've uh, recorded, Americans' usage of traditional broadcast and linear television fell below 50% of consumption in July. Streaming has reached an all-time high. Business models across media and sports are trying to keep up. How about yeah, that? The entertainment ecosystem has shifted drastically and dramatically in such a short time that the I think all everyone in the industry are playing catch-up at this time. Not, not everyone. Some people are probably ahead of it, but for the most part, everybody's playing catch-up now because it, it just shifted. Yes. It, I... Uh, <laughs> I uh, you know, we talk about it because I know some. You know, our signal we're working on. We, we appreciate everybody with the emails mm-hmm. about 1019 and the signal strength of that, and we're trying to improve that. And there's there's efforts being made, and all those emails that you can send at uh, T Henderson at hornfm.com that goes right to Ty. We can pass those along to the engineers, and that's helped with some you know red tape and things with uh, the FCC. Uh, but at the same time, you know, just like it's easy enough to, and now 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 it's fallen below 50 percent where people are watching TV in a linear fashion. Uh, the streaming is now more. And it's just, it's very simple to fire up our Horn app, you know, put it on your phone and push a button and you're, you know, we've even streamlined that. You push, you open it up, you push one button and you're listening. There's no, there's no gateway. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no sign up each time and all that kind of stuff. So you can listen to this show five hours a day, every day, live and local and all the shows here on the Horn. We appreciate you doing that. That's a pretty staggering number. And as you said, it's happened relatively quick. We know it's been coming, but now in the month of July for the first time, under 50%. Yeah. You either... Uh, are going to disrupt or be disrupted. And a lot of people now in the industry are being disrupted because they didn't want to be a disruptor. (laughs) Well, and then as as Steve Sarkeesian talks about all the time in the world of college athletics right now where it's ever-changing and the transfer portal and, uh, you know, the way things are are done, NILs, he says evolve or die. You need evolve or die. You just do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's that's the the, the way of it. I understand that people like to – you know, it's more convenient to just listen to the radio and turn it on, have it on your, your favorite spot. Yep. And we're hoping and efforting to get that rectified as we can move forward here on the horn. Same time, yep. it's available. It's right there, and we do appreciate those who are finding it and in record numbers. It, we, it is a digital age. It is official. Yes. It's, we are in it now, <laughs> and ain't no fighting it. And we ain't going back. <laughs> Nobody's going back. Nobody's going back, man. Here so. we go. This says, uh, guys, the problem with the app is that Twitch starts automatically, and then the app is really... Awful with battery consumption. Is there any way to not have the Twitch tie? You're working on the app. I can I can check that out right check now. Check that out. So you could use one or the other. I think that's probably a good idea. Send all complaints Always to Ty. Send all complaints to Ty. Of all, of all kinds, not just you go about to a the restaurant station. and the food sucks, send that to Ty. Yeah. <laughs> you upset about some political opinion that you heard? Send it to Ty. Yeah, send yeah. it to Ty. Or something Rod said, send that to Ty. Send that to Ty. T. Henderson <laughs> at hornfm.com. Uh, uh, look at it. If you're sending a complaint about the signal, make sure you mention 1019 specifically and where you're located and having trouble accessing that signal. Somebody said, uh, would really love an app that is also CarPlay ready. 
Go to work Ooh, on that tie. That automatic, yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm, get, I'm getting into the technical side of things. So I'm learning quickly, though, so hopefully we can get that figured out. I'm, He's I, a quick study. Ty's well, a quick study. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at some snapshots of, of the that new stadium? high school stadium in Melissa, Texas. I'm telling you. Hey, hey I decided, uh, seriously, after I went back to school and got my degree in education, and I did go uh, on some, uh, basically, I, I, I went on some, it was some experimental kind of teaching, <laughs> about coaching? Like experiences. Well, not, I didn't not coach. I, I did some coaching on my own. I can still do coaching, but actually teaching, like in classroom. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to go sit in classrooms and you know see what teachers were doing and how you know how being a teacher, all right, would you know actually be something that I could pursue. And if I want to be a coach slash teacher, you know what I needed to improve on, like what I need to focus on, what should be my priorities. And I sat in a couple of classrooms with teachers and. The only thing I came out of that thinking was, I don't think I want to be a teacher. <laughs> and it's not because it's not a rewarding profession. It's because teachers aren't, um, they aren't compensated properly. They are not compensated for the value of well, we their profession, what they stadiums. do. And yeah, you're, <laughs> they, they, they're firing teachers and closing schools and building football stadiums. So just as a young person, I was thinking, well, I might as well go into the sports entertainment industry rather go. than education because it seems like that may be a more profitable industry. And it was. It says, guys, you are already on CarPlay. If you, you're on, if you go on TuneIn Radio or TuneIn, the TuneIn app, it is CarPlay ready. So there you go. There's some detail. He's just streaming it. Yeah. That's a good thing. He's streaming it, so it's good. Hey, uh, I press stop on the Twitch screen and then play on the right corner keeps the battery from draining. So there you go. Yeah, just push, just mm-hmm. stop the Twitch stream. I didn't have that issue when I just opened the app. Yeah. So, yes. So, yeah, look, we appreciate the inquiries and we want you to be able to listen. If we can do better, make it better, we will. And that's the effort here with Ian Rodby and the Horn for five hours, five days a week, which uh, uh, excited to help or eager to help you however we need to to make that possible. Man, it's uh, it's coming quick here with the digital age, and, and it's here now that uh, linear TV is under 50% of consumption as of July. Uh, pretty amazing. So uh, appreciate it. Let's get to the headlines, though. Trending topics. There's a lot going on. we got a, another trip behind the burnt orange curtain coming up, but first the news. Top Gun, Equipment Rentals bring you that news. Always appreciate Brandon Mars and his great team at Top Gun. Start with the Longhorns. Now 16 days of the season opener with the Rice Owls two weeks from Saturday. Longhorns will have another big scrimmage on Saturday morning. It's a depth chart defining scrimmage according to Coach Sark. Earlier this week, we heard Coach Sark praise the camp and consistency daily. You've seen from the senior defensive tackle, Alfred Collins. After practice yesterday, Longhorn senior safety Jaron Thompson agreed with his coach and added that the entire defensive line is coming strong each day. Man, D-line is looking nasty, mean, nasty, and violent. That's good. Yeah, hey, they making a lot. They making our job in the back end ten times easier. Man, I just was watching film last night, watching how I was in the post, and they closed every gap. And you know, when you you when you post defense, I mean, we have every gap covered. So we they was just making our job easier. As a post safety, I was just deep. I ain't even have to come down and fit nowhere. Just extra. So. Just them blowing things, taking twofers and taking gaps, that's that's great. That's going to make our job easier on the back end for sure. Conference realignment conversation continues. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark said yesterday on a podcast that any conversations pertaining to the conference in the Big 12 potentially adding Gonzaga and UConn are no longer being had. He was appearing in on that podcast, said that the Big 12's current focus now is the transition of the four new schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado, into the conference in 2024 as Texas and Oklahoma exit. 
Major League Baseball, Astros finally able to gain some ground Go on the Red Hot Rangers. At least get a game on them. Uh, as the Astros win last night in Miami, 12-5. to How about first inning home runs for Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, and Chaz McCormick? Had a 5-0 lead. They go on to win it uh, and, and take the game. Because in Arlington, it was the lefty Reed Detmers who has struggled mightily of late. He carried a no-hitter into the eighth inning against the Rangers in that potent offense. Uh, Marcus Simeon broke it up with a double in the eighth, but the Angels still went on to get the win. Two to nothing. Shohei Otani drilled his league-leading 42nd home run of the season in that game. Texas up two and a half games now. Both teams off today. Uh, in Sugarland last night, Round Rock rallied for a 4-3 win. They've won eight in a row, and a busy sports weekend kicks off today and tonight. How about the second leg of the PGA Tour's chase for the FedEx Cup? That'll tee off this morning, or actually about to, at uh, outside Chicago, the BMW Championship. It's the top 50 players remaining uh, for four rounds. It's the penultimate event of the season. Only the top 30 will advance out of this weekend into the Tour Championship next weekend. Also, week two of the preseason opens tonight in Philadelphia. Cleveland will be in town to face the Eagles on Thursday night football. Two more games in the NFL tomorrow night, and then a full slate on Saturday, and that includes Houston, the Texans hosting Miami. Cowboys are in Seattle to face the Seahawks on Saturday night. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Top Guns join forces with the legendary Austin Outdoor Power to give you the best lines of outdoor power equipment and fastest repair turnaround times in town. Topgun.net will shoot you straight. All right. Uh, I do want to um, correct something or at least clarify something. We were talking about the, um, the white cornerback in the NFL. There are two of them, by the way. Yeah, they're the not Kelsey's were talking about the white cornerbacks, Travis and Jason. But well, there weren't yeah. any. But there, there weren't any. There are two, two. actually. There's Troy Apke uh, with Washington, and then there's Riley Moss, uh, who's another one. He came from Iowa. Those are the only two that NFL. But so the and and I believe Troy Apke actually started a game. So the streak of no starting white cornerbacks also broken. And like I said, uh, Raleigh Moss, he's a, another white cornerback, but he doesn't start. But he was drafted in the third round. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. Speed. Got to have speed. Got to have quick hips. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can do it. So just throwing it out there. So joke. keeping hope alive. There you go. It ain't, it, ain't too, it ain't too hard. as uh, The Kelsey brothers wanted to say, it's not too hard of a position. For the for the well, white they, cornerback, they were to joking play. and, and you know, <laughs> tongue in cheek, but saying it's, it's such a playing cornerback is so hard they don't let white white guys do it. Um, but, but Rod has disproven that Jason Just Kelsey. You, man. Got a couple of them out but there. But you were bullish on Jason Kelsey saying that playing DB is the hardest position, it is. not quarterback in the NFL. I, I think it is. But well, I'm a little I'm a little bullish and biased. I think you're right. <laughs> I, I, I've never played either, but I think you're. Because well, the, the rules, the rules are, have been so exactly. restrictive. It, even ever since the the five yard bump and run rule, and then now the the rule about passing interference down the field, and they've changed the holding rules. Like they've changed everything basically. Sometimes I don't even know if that that five yard rule even applies because sometimes I see guys get called for uh, pass interference or or holding or something inside that five yards a lot. And I'm like, man, I thought you could manhandle a guy within five yards, not anymore. You got to be really careful. How you put your hands on receivers, period. So, yeah, you basically got to shadow a receiver, a elite athlete all around the field, and try your best to stay hip to hip with that that player. Got to do it with no separation, and without knowing exactly where he's going, and he knows where he's going, and he knows where the ball is going to be thrown. Interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, and good. Thanks for tracking that down to clarify that there are two. Two of Caucasian them, corners mm-hmm. <laughs> in the NFL. You can find there'll be some more of them. They're out there. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, the, this is a nice one. It says, guys, I was a professional welder for 20 years, but retired to teach welding in high school. Just began my second year teaching. Make a third of what I used to make, but it's the most re- fulfilling job I've ever had. You'd be a top-notch coach and teacher, Rod B. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, nice that means a lot. 
Says, that means a lot. I, you know, I thought about it. I still think about it every now and then going into coaching because I do love coaching. My then, backup plan, if, if radio doesn't work out, is to be a special needs teacher. Oh, God bless I've you. I've always wanted to do that. My wife, will, your my wife, wife is, will hire yeah. you. So I'm going to say, they're, e, they're, they're looking for teachers. If you want to, yes, they're, they're short, and she's, oh. she's the director of uh, special S- services in Dripping Springs. Especially special needs teachers. And she'll be in a classroom again today because yeah. they're short uh, people and they're having a hard time. Uh, God bless the teachers out people. there. Mm-hmm. God bless those. God bless all those who serve the teachers, oh. the soldiers. As my man, uh, uh, oh yeah, bless, bless, God bless y'all. As our great friend uh, Craig Flowers, Colonel retired, always tells me that uh, you know you don't have to serve your country to serve your community. Amen. You, you know, to volunteer army and you can join the military and and be of service. But and Craig's the first one to say that a lot of people out there are serving without yeah. serving in the in the military. Okay, maybe we should do the shout out to those who serve. Yes. On the show in every the morning. Because like, there are a lot of people serving this community, serving those in need, um, and those who are of service. I believe that's John Wick says that a lot, too. I love that. He said well, that I will serve well, and I will be of service. And Ty, that makes sense <laughs> because I would have thought your second choice would have been professional gambler, but you're already doing that uh, a little bit. But you, you have a brother who has special needs, correct? Yes, I do. Oh, I didn't know that, Ty. Yeah, no, he graduated from Westlake last year. And now he's okay. actually applying to the UT to start a new program last year where uh, you know they have special needs kids live on campus for two years and live by themselves uh, to, to do like the college experience. So hopefully he gets into that because that's, awesome. that's a really that's cool program. Yeah, you, you, you get around those those youngsters, man. It is uh, they're it's truly inspiring. special people, man. Yeah, it's inspiring. They're, they're amazing. It makes you think, look at your troubles and the things that you oh. look at. You look, you look at as obstacles and impediments to your achievements, and you go, "What? I am just making excuses. I'm oh, just making excuses yeah. out here." Well, they're, and they're <laughs> from my experience. My wife's been doing that 20 years now. They're they're some of the most optimistic and bright people you'll ever be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just amazing that they, you know, it, it's it's they're special for sure uh, in a good way. Yep. Uh, but that's a cool thing to say there, Ty. And yeah, Ty Rod could be a be a teacher, no doubt. And however, whoever's out there serving, we had the guy Texas earlier. We're driving his waste management truck. You know, hey, no doubt doing hey, the work. They're doing the work, serving listening the community, the, listening no to doubt. the uh, horn app, and we appreciate y'all doing that uh, every morning and finding us. We're here five hours. You know, we call it we say rise and grind, but you're the ones that are grinding. We're just talking talking football. Yeah, we're 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 blessed to, <laughs> to have this to have this gig. But uh, hey, man, you guys mean a lot to us, so we appreciate uh, all of your shout outs. Speaking of you guys, uh, we appreciate your suggestions for the name of the new show. We will have that finalized. I, I, I imagine a next, long list yesterday. I sent you guys an email of all the names that I have been gathering from social media. Uh, all the specs text line suggestions, I got all those. Can I read some of them? I got, yeah, you can read some of them. I got some from people just on the street, just hitting me up while I was walking the neighborhood, like, "Hey, Rod B, Rod B. I like this name for the show." So I wrote that one down too. So I wrote them all down. I sent them to you guys. You guys, let me know what you like, what you don't like, and then we can we finalize it, narrow it down. And they're they're from all like the, some the, last, of one, the last one on the list will not be chosen. Balls, know, so deep, <laughs> balls deep will not be the name of the show. So, so yeah, exactly. Some of them are not as PG thirteen as you'd that's like. That's the one yes. that's eliminated. To be the, that's how you do a list, right? Eliminate the the not options. That could be the fifth hour option. <laughs> Unofficially, that is, the, that is the fifth hour. That's it. That's it, well, Ty. We got that, that might be the fifth hour. We got that, and then we got Deep Ball. <laughs> deep Ball, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> the fifth hour is, yeah, we're deep. We're deep into we're this deep conversation. deep in that hour. <laughs> oh, God, Ty, that was good. My stomach hurts a little. That, that hurts, fantastic. yeah. Fantastic. Okay, well, thanks. Uh, <clears throat> we'll read some of those, and, uh, yeah, we're going to need to make a pick on that and uh, get that thing. We'll get it done by mon- by Monday. You guys will we'll open up with a new name for the show, I guarantee you that. We might even get it done before then. We 
meeting this week to talk about Let's it. Knock that out. Yeah. Let's get it. Uh, Got some great suggestions, though. Thank you guys for all of your participation. That was fantastic. You guys, every every time I you know present that to the people, we did it with the triple option with and we did RBKD. It you guys chose those names and it worked out perfectly. The triple option with RBKD that was Nate and Dwight. Ball don't lie. That also was you know the the people who chose that. The show belongs to you. You should choose the name. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and you know, it says do a top three poll on social media for the name. Uh-oh, uh, that's dangerous. We, can, <laughs> we, know it. we can choose our favorites. Yeah, we we can, all choose our yeah, favorites. we can put our top and, five and let y'all pick And that. three that we know that we'll be cool with and then let the people choose that. We could do that. That's actually something we could do. It's awesome. Uh, but, yes, we'll run. This is Morning Wood is my vote. No, probably not. <laughs> I think I, I want to say maybe I wrote that one down. On that, I, I now, don't know. you are a member of the Wood. That's, the wood. Yes, that's why I wonder if he's trying to play off the is. Wood a listener and Morning for a long Wood. Time. That's your yes. group that you went. You played at Texas with. What are your four of y'all? There are, no, it's five. It's me. Um, you and four others. Yes. There you go. There you go. And that's Chris Sims. It's Chris Sims, Montreal Flowers, uh, my man uh, Bo Scaife. Throwing in there too, Kyle Shanahan, Chano. and my man Sims. That's the, that's the crew. I like that crew. Yeah, it's Boy. a good crew. When we gotta we gotta have a reunion and try. We always get together individually, like little pockets. Like go visit. I'll go visit Channel for a game or uh, go see Bowl come in town, something like that. But the crew has a crew has not been together in a while as a crew, and we got to do that. I saw a trail that. Okay, so I'm at Cleve's funeral, I think. I saw a trail last time. Cleve Bryant. Yeah, yeah Cleve Bryant. Right. Next time y'all are all in town, you should try to do a podcast together. That would be tough because Sims has not been back to Austin since he left. Really? What? Not even been here? He has not been here. Not One time. Foot. As I said, we got to repair that. I agree. Because he, he, listen, guys, yeah, y'all know the, he his, had, he his experience here. here was not always pleasant. And because of some of his performances, and then I wait the fan. Listen, he had to change his number several times. He <laughs> got his number and just started making me, threats. Right. You, you, and you, you were know there I mean? and played, and I, I did he the had po- his tires slashed. I did the post game show the night times. after the. Uh, I I did the post game show the night after the Colorado oh, championship game. Oh man! In two thousand and one, I could imagine the vitriol. That was brutal. Exactly, dude. They, he was. I mean, there was there's a there's a segment of Texas fans that just hate Chris. They hate him. They just do not like him. Period. They don't. Well, and remember that that it, that was it, at Texas St- Stadium. Texas Stadium. It 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 was. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. And yes. they, they were serving beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> stadium, at Cowboy Stadium at the time, and Chris did not have a good night. And oh, Texas nearly he, won the he game. He might have been the worst worst game. Yeah, he threw as a starter. Four, he had like five. four turnovers. Well, and yes, Texas then, although with Major Applewhite, almost came all the way back and won the game. And, and then, the, then the running into the kicker, the the the, the roughing the Phillip, punter, Philip Geiger, Philip Geiger, yes. Oh, Robbie had to pick six in that game. <laughs> Philip Geiger, we I think we come back and win that thing. Honestly, if my man Geiger didn't run into the punter, oh, that one hurt. I forgot well, about that. That, that play. was that was why it was such a you know vitriolic post game. Not just Sam is Sexer. Sam's is not welcome in Texas. See, they, Sam is not, they still Sam's not welcome. In they still yes, have, he is. They welcome on this show. They still have a lot of vitriol for that man, and I don't know why, guys. I I don't get it. I don't get it. You beat a Nick Saban team in the Cotton Bowl his senior year. LSU Nick LSU. Saban team with Jimbo Fisher as yeah. the offensive coordinator. Will Muschamp as a Torched DC with Roy Williams, and they won. They won a national title the next year. And he he won a lot of games at Texas. He just didn't win enough of the big games. That's right. And that's, that's he, had he, his, he and Mac both wore that, but Mac got to 
to rectify that and you know yeah, win the national exactly. championship. Simmons never did. Never did, and I don't, I don't think he's ever felt right about it. And I think that that burden that he still bears that's why he won't come back because he still feels bad about not playing well in those big games. Those are big games: Texas, Oklahoma, Big Twelve title game, bowl game. And trust me, my man Sims, he he he, he loved Texas. Like he loved the University of Texas. Remember, he went to the University of Tennessee first, or he committed to them, I should say. And when he went there, he told us straight up, he's like, man, I don't like the how device how divided the team is. Like none of the guys hang out together. And he said he went to Texas, and everybody was hanging out together. There weren't a lot of clicks on the teams. Guys were just kicking it, hanging out, and it was a family atmosphere, which is what Mac wanted to promote a family atmosphere. That's why he chose Texas, and he loved Texas. And I do think it's heartbreaking that he can't come back really or doesn't feel welcome. At his own and alma that mater. Is a shame, and we already got texture saying he's not welcome here. Exactly. No, well, you, and look, he <laughs> walked into the perfect storm. I mean, he was the the kid from the East Coast with the famous father and the silver spoon, the limo, of course, the limo when he's moving into the door. And Major was already a folk hero here, so it was there were already camps. I mean, it, it was uh, it was obvious, and that was tough. Now, good stuff right there, though. Good uh, behind the curtain. We'll we'll go behind the Bernard's court. Talk about this year's Longhorn yeah. team coming up. Uh, that's some good stuff from the past, and yeah, that uh, Big Twelve championship game. If you if you don't remember it, I mean it was because because Chris struggled right, and then Cedric Benson got hurt early, got run into oh, by his own offensive right, line. Him and Mike Williams, two first round picks, knocked each other out of the gate uh, because on a sim on a, on a sim yeah, trying to chase down a trying defender. Trying to tackle the defender, yes, but, they collided and both got uh, hurt. So people were and then. You know, then, then, then Major Applewhite brought Texas back, and they were going to win the game. The first series they bring Major in, he throws a touchdown pass. Oh, the first series, you're like, you cannot write this. Are you? You got to be effing kidding me. Well, and if not for the Giger <laughs> roughing the punter, they. And, oh, and, and, you know that was a one. You guys would have played back. for. You guys would have played for a national, national title. Beautiful. And before that game, I guess we're going behind the curtain. Might as well keep it there. I think one of the mistakes that Mac Brown, you know, that and I, met, I love Mac, and Mac is a Hall of Fame coach, and he's an even better human being. He's a fantastic man. I love me some Mac. But before that game, he informed us that if we won, we were going to play in the national title. Yeah, because and was I a, think that was before social media, so we weren't, you know, we weren't keeping up with that. You gotta somebody's got to relay that information to you, and he relayed the information. And I think just put a new level of it. Some guys put too much pressure on themselves. And I think one of those guys was my, one of my best friends in the world. He put too much pressure on him. For me, I loved it. I, I was like, this is the moment I've waited for, to play for a chance at a national title. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have a hell of a game. That's, and I have my best games in big games because I wanted that moment. Then to put, put, put too much pressure on myself, and I think for Mac, probably should have kept that information to himself. Remember, we beat Colorado early that year by like Smoke 20 something, like three, them. four touchdowns. I was at that game. It <laughs> Just was here. beat the hell out of them. Well, and if, oh. you win, and, and if Texas beats Colorado that night, uh, Texas would have played Nebraska. Or, excuse me, Miami. That Miami. Miami, that mighty yeah. Miami team. Oh, yeah, we, we, we know that, that Miami team was loaded, but they had one weakness. Ken Dorsey. He was a, they yeah. did not have a great quarterback. He was a game manager, and he was all right because he had a lot of weapons. Andre Johnson and the backfield well, loaded tight ends. But if you could get after him, yeah, that, that was the key. And that was that, that loaded Miami team that ended loaded. up beating Nebraska. And that was in the Rose Bowl. And Texas would have his Texas went to the Rose Bowl in 05 and 09. That would have mm. been a Rose Bowl trip. That'd have been Mac Plain. That 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 have been great for Mac's resume too. Another national title appearance. It was that close. Yeah. because uh, that that was the story of Mac Brown. He almost went near miss in, in 01. They lost to Colorado. Then then Nebraska backdoored in. Then 05 were there. And then 09 were there, uh, playing Alabama for the national oh. championship. So every four years. Either there or close. Nah, yeah, no, we we should have played. It was unbelievable ten year run. I should have played in a national title game or four one. While says, uh, before that, we were, we're good enough. Rod, was there a divided locker room? Sims Applewhite. Uh, I always describe it as you know a quarterback competition is like an election. 
um, and nobody wants a divided election. Nobody wants to, nobody nobody wants a, a result that um, is 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 not one that we are unanimous on or a consensus on at least. And so yeah, there were guys who essentially thought Major gave us a better chance to win, or Sims gave us a better chance to win. Factions. So. Yeah, yeah, but kind of course. like once it's, have an opinion. we would hope, I don't know if this happens anymore, I'm pretty sure it doesn't, that once that person gets elected, then we all yeah. support. Yeah, you don't want a contested election, <laughs> and you don't want a contested quarterback competition, because well if you do, then yeah. Hey, great stuff right sides. there. We'll come back on a Thursday, go behind the burn orange curtain for this year's team, also off the record before the end of the hour. And remember, in the 9 o'clock hour, Texas at number 12 in our countdown. We'll go deep on the Longhorns there coming up. It's all part of a Thursday here on Ian Rod B. Aaron Hogan, Rod Baber, Austin, Texas Sports, The Horn. It is indeed Austin, Texas Sports, and all over Texas, all over the country. And always good to hear from the Horn psychologist. Yeah, I love the Horn psychologist. Good friend of our uh, our shows and a licensed psychologist. I've actually met the Horn psychologist. Have you really? Yeah, super nice guy. Hmm. But uh, he's he's for real. This isn't a moniker. But he says, (laughs) guys, inspiring show this morning. Special ed, service, great conversation. Broadening the minds of listeners who spend 20 hours a day on sports, Netflix, and Doritos. <laughs> hey, if we can broaden well your mind a little bit, then, well uh, hopefully so. Now, we appreciate that. We appreciate all the uh, the kind words and all the uh, participation on the Spec Sex Line. You guys are doing a great job this morning. And I always like to say, tell a friend, because I still get texts from from good friends of mine that say, where'd your show go? Where'd your show go? And I get it. People have been out of, out of, out of pocket. Football season, people come back yeah. that haven't been with us, especially well, around the country, nationally. They come back for football season. Well, and school's back. And so you get yeah. back into a routine. Like when your kids aren't, you know, your kids are staying up late because they're mm-hmm. not in school and you're taking vacations. And, you, you know, when when school goes back, things, you know, traffic ramps up. We know that. But oh, also, you know, people brutal. get back to kind of the normalcy. And, uh, you know, they came back to, to hear the show and they're like, where does the show? Well, tell a friend, uh, 1019 AM 1260. We're working to improve that 1019 signal. But also the Horn app is as clear as ever. Also on Twitch uh, or on our YouTube channel. Highly encourage you to do that. You can watch the show there on our YouTube. Appreciate you doing that. But uh, the Horn app is the easiest and uh, clearest way to find it wherever you are, anywhere you are. And thank you for doing that. And at hornfm.com. And we've seen some numbers on that. So you guys are really participating. So thank you. Mm. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Because uh, we're 16 days now to the season, Ron. This is going to be your only morning sports conversation where we're breaking down the game for five hours on a Monday afterwards and mm. every day of the week getting ready for the next one. We're only so for us, we're for 16 days to the season, Ron. Yeah, you can tell. Everybody's ready to get the football season actually started. We're tired of talking. It's a lot of talking and hypotheticals and theoreticals what and, and what if and that. Uh, that's why all these training camp fights are happening. You see training camp fights happening everywhere? That's because people are tired of practicing and people are tired of talking about football. That's just It's time to play. It is time it's to time. play. So it's 16 days to the Rice game, and you got to take care of your business there, and it's going to be a blazing hot 230 kick. But then That's one of those games everybody plays. Just to give Nick Saban uh, an, a distorted uh, you know, perception of who actually are the your, – your who's in your too deep – and uh, you want to distort that for him so that he has to prepare for as many players as possible, do as much research, and be as thorough as possible. He'll do the same thing to you. All three of those quarterbacks, I guarantee they're going to play in the first game for Alabama. All yeah. three of them going to play. They're playing Middle Tennessee. So they'll they'll force Texas to have to prepare for three quarterbacks, well, and, and then they'll the, break them out. I think that is a Texas. bit of an advantage in that game that Alabama has. They The idea of uncertainty because it's a new offensive coordinator, it's a new defensive coordinator, it's a new quarterback. 
Whereas Texas, you kind of know, I mean, they're going to they're going to pick up where they left off with some adjustments, but at the same time, uh, Saban will have the element of surprise. That's a good point. And I heard um, Gary Patterson talking about this uh, in regards to this matchup for TCU versus Colorado early in the season. He's like, "Yeah, we're not watching anything from last season because they're brand new. They were really bad. They basically the whole new whole roster is new." And turned over pretty much. And the coaches with new schemes, he said, we're not wasting our time watching film from last year about them. Yep. He said, we'll have a different approach to how we'll prepare for that game. All right, let's go behind that burnt orange curtain. Rod takes us there each morning and uh, always great stuff. And uh, let's go. Themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right. Um, Jaron Thompson. The elder statesman of the secondary actually met with the media yesterday. And I don't, I don't remember uh, Jaron Thompson meeting with the media very often. I wonder if it's one of the first times he's done it. But he was great. Uh, revealed a lot. He also, since we're talking about this, guys, we got to get back into the uh, the conversation about how fast uh, Arch Manning was. So I believe my man Jeff Howe asked <laughs> Jaron Thompson about Arch Manning's speed and if he pulled away from the defense. And he said yes. That Arch Manning can can run, can actually he can run really fast, and that he did indeed pull away from the DBs. So he says, "Oh, the twenty miles per hour does not surprise him." And he says, "No, Arch Manning, y'all just ain't seen him run, but he can run, run." That's what Jaron Thompson said. Yeah. They also asked him, I believe Jeff Howe also asked him, "So uh, who's 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 faster on the team there? Now give me the top guys in terms of their speeds they've been clocked at on their GPS miles per hour wise." And he said. Uh, Keelan Robinson and Xavier Worthy have both been clocked at 23-plus oh. miles per hour. Now now I have more evidence so I can come up with my own theory about the, the speedometers and the GPS trackers at, at the University of Texas. Guys, I think they run a little hot. <laughs> I think they run a little hot. I think they're running a little hot. Do you know the fastest... Uh, time last year, like the fast, sorry, last, yeah, last year, uh, last season for next gen's GPS trackers for NFL ball carriers, mm-hmm. no player went over 22 miles per hour. So you got two at 23 miles per hour, and no player last year at, at the NFL reached that. Uh, I don't know about that. And I'm not sure about well, and that. And now there's a report out of New York Giants camp that Jalen Hyatt, the rookie receiver out of Tennessee, hit 24 miles an hour. Yeah, so. man, he, and he is fast. And I'm not saying Xavier Worthy is not fast either. Xavier Worthy is fast, but having two guys hit 23 miles per hour and then you didn't. And nobody it, in the NFL. Nobody in the NFL did it during the game. But we'll see. I mean, maybe it's something different. We'll see. Well, I know in baseball, the radar guns, sometimes there's a fast gun, and what I said, faster I think, gun exactly. than others. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it might be running just a little. I think you had two, you had two players that were over 22 miles per hour. Last season, that was it. And, and even with a radar gun, you know, was it 101 or 102? Doesn't matter. He's throwing really hard, right? And, uh, exactly. So 21 and a half, 20, you're still really fast. And yes. Keelan Robinson and Xavier Worthy, two of the fastest Longhorns. And, yeah, that shows you that Arch Manning's got some wheels. Got some wheels. No, he can exactly. I'm not disputing that he can run at all. He can run, run. My only dispute, I don't think I probably would be disputing is um, how accurate the gun is. There you go. How accurate that gun is. Anyway, uh, getting to it. Uh, Jaron Thompson, he was uh, really cool, and he actually got into his improvement overall as a player. He was asked what he focuses on or what he focused on this past offseason to get him ready for the season. Here is Jaron Thompson. One thing I, I really focused on over over the offseason is really just identifying 
like formations, things I can get ahead, alerting my guys for things to happen. Not just like pre-snap, but post-snap act, like even like just certain stems and stuff. I really just took a lot of time watching film, seeing if I can get a heads up before the play. All right, now this is, this really, it really something that inspired me and got me excited uh, because I remember some other players that we played audio of who met with the media saying very similar things about improving their football acumen and their football IQ. Yep. Uh, remember Jalen Ford, uh, and Jalen Ford probably has one of the highest football IQs on the team, but remember he spoke about how he has a, a, a special relationship with Malik Murphy who he shares a, a locker with, that's his locker mate, uh, and he shares a locker with him, and oftentimes they will have these think tank sessions uh, discussing each other's role um, and him talking to Malik about why, how Malik is mal- manipulating defenders, why he's manipulating defenders, why the offense will check to this play on why the offense is using this concept and essentially educating each other on the other side of the ball. Yeah. And how the other side of the ball wants to attack them and how they want to expose them. Therefore, you increase your football IQ. I remember these sessions because I had a lot of them. We just talked about Chris Sims. I had a ton of them with, with Sims and Shanahan. And both all of my best friends on the team were offensive guys. So I'd have these great think tank sessions about offense and about coverages and stems and the route tree. I learned so much that, honestly, I can tell you right now, I would not have been an All-American without those sessions because they taught me so much about the other side of the ball well, and how sure. they view the game. Well, and, and you, know, fo- you know, fans go to the games, turn on the games, but, you know, you know when, you're, when you break into your positions, you're in your position group. You're not in there with the quarterbacks. Exactly. You're not in there with the, the yeah. offensive coaches here in the game plan, and that's really throughout your whole career. Uh, so the more you can learn, it's like my, my man Bucky used to say. He used to grew up reading Cosmopolitan magazine to learn how the how the ladies were thinking. No doubt, got to think how the ladies are thinking. That's why I watch Sex in the City. <laughs> That's right. I own some of the DVDs. That 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 show right there gave you in depth knowledge about how the woman the thinks. Brain. Yes, <laughs> and you need to know that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I still have some of those lessons today. <laughs> uh, don't try to figure it out on your own. Just get to know it. <laughs> right. Do your it's research. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good point, though. Yeah, and I I think for Jaron Thompson. And guys like Jalen Ford, as a defender, I can tell you, it is definitely improving their football IQ. But there's also uh, Quinn Ewers. Remember Quinn Ewers remarked, I'll read the uh, the quote from him because I thought the quote was really telling, where he says, basically, um, at quarterback, I feel like I'm playing a more violent, more active chess kind of, so, you know, trying to beat the defense with certain moves. He's that chess is a cerebral game. It's a mental game. It's about mental strategy, um, and I, he's looking at the game now through that prism. How do I gain the mental advantage? How do I gain well, the my football IQ? How does that separate me from the the other players? That is that's a, 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 a that's a very mature way to look at the game. As I've always pointed out, that shows you that these guys now are looking for every incremental advantage they can get and they physically they believe they've kind of exhausted a lot of that that advantage they can have and coaches are telling them no man if you really want to separate from your opponent you got to think the game through you need to become a student of the game a football investigator and you know this Rod that not only helps you on game day it helps you in preparation when you're watching film you watch film differently Mm -hmm. you look for tendencies you look for and once you understand what they're trying to do to you, you can then look for the tendencies within a, a particular player or team exactly. that you can then take advantage of on Saturdays. And that's that's the different level. And that's what I always thought about Peyton Manning. When I when you watch Peyton Manning play oh, football, man. 
Like, because you, you like me, Rod, are a Texans fan, so I, we watched Peyton Manning twice a year just shred you when he was with the Colts. I mean, just shred you. Yep. I mean, he knew what you were doing before you did it. Uh, Tom Brady was great at that, too, the pre-snap identification. And they just couldn't stop it, couldn't get the guy off the field. When he had Marvin Harrison, who also had a super high receiver IQ, and Reggie mm-hmm. Wayne, you couldn't beat those guys. Yep. You couldn't get them off the field. I know they only won one Super Bowl, but um, Peyton Manning is astute, a quarterback, uh, as you've seen. Now, if Quinn yours can... Get anywhere close, close to, to that. that. You're gonna be a, just, yeah. yeah. Uh, now you're talking. All right, we come back. We go off the record, including Michael Orr's lawsuit that he filed this week. Uh, took a hit. Took a hit by his own words. We'll get you details on that coming up here on the other side of a quick timeout. Off the record, coming next. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. Ian Rod B. On the Horn. D.D. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get the brain the comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. It is off the record time. Some off the nose, off the beaten path storylines that are out there, including Rod B. Every day we have an update on the blind side, Michael mm. Orr. Blindsided. Well, this thing gets more and more conspicuous and murky. So Michael Orr filed the lawsuit on Monday, which you know took everybody by surprise. Not all of a sudden he's he's at odds with his family. Uh, that. Uh, you know, took him in when he was in high school and ended. He ended up at Ole Miss. And in the lawsuit he filed Monday, Rod, he said that he, you know, didn't know that he was not adopted and it was a conservatorship. He said that was part of it that they. Uh, and by the way, if you go back and watch the movie, I read this yesterday. I did not go back and watch The Blind Side, but people who have said that nowhere in there does it say that they adopted him. Uh, they don't make that. that oh, claim. in the movie, people assumed it. Yes, it was, it was assumed. assumed. It was never it. said. Was it, it was impl- was it implied? Not really. Not really. Okay. They took him in. Mm. They took him in, and then and but they say right. We've read that that they called it. A, they got a conservatorship because he was too old to adopt at eighteen, mm. and they still wanted to help him, you know, navigate his way to Ole Miss. Uh, Michael Orr's lawsuit this week said that they kind of duped him. And uh, how could they have him. known that he was going to be faint? Like there was going to be a movie and a book and like the, the, correct. I feel like. Well, because the that's a, a stretch. Yeah. That is, a, yes, it's well, a pretty elaborate plan. If that's what but, he was. But, but here's the thing: so the lawsuit that was filed just this week made it seem like he was ignorant to the fact that it was a legal conservator. But in a book that he wrote with Don Yeager back in 2011, Michael Orr's own words negate what he said in his lawsuit. He said, uh, "Since I was already over the age of 18, this is from his book. Since I was already over the age of 18 and considered an adult by the state of Tennessee, Lee Sean and Leanne Tui." Uh, Sean and Leanne would be, be named my legal conservators. They explained to me that that means pretty much the exact same thing as adoptive parents, but the laws that were written in the way that, that took my age into account, honestly, I didn't know what that was called. So uh, his own book from 12 years ago yeah. confirms that he was aware of it. I still don't understand if you are, if you are 18 why you need the conservatorship, why he needed that at 18. When you're considered a legal adult, uh, their explanation. I'm sure it was some other stuff like health insurance. I know they said that kind of stuff to get driver's in school. License. Drivers, I'm like, can't you do all that at 18 without? 
a conservatorship? Uh, the, the, that would be my question. But maybe he was Ill, maybe he was ill-equipped to do so. Maybe because he had I have no idea. Like I don't know how far behind he was education-wise, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. And um, but you're right. There are a lot now. There are way more questions. I know. <laughs> you get every time like there's a new report. I have I have like ten more questions well, than it, I initially had. And it seems like. It's just a, a, a you know a family that's at odds, right? And and Michael Orr and his real mother, who he's he's you know gotten back with, uh, are at odds with the Tuies and all all the reasons. And so his lawsuit, but his own lawsuit. I mean, I, I'm, I can't imagine you would file a lawsuit that your own book contradicts contradicts. <laughs> so the lawyer, you can, the opposing lawyer, can that seems like, easy to win. Well, this is his book, and he's the one saying it years ago that he knew uh, all about the conservatorship. So I, I think there are three stories. There's his side, the Tui side, and then there's the truth. And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Well, and this is what he wrote in his book. And this is the thing, right? This Whatever's been stewing, this was in 2011 after you know, the movie was made and uh, he was into the NFL and playing in the National Football League, I believe. Um, he, he said, they explained to me that it means pretty much the exact same thing as adoptive parents, but that the laws were written in a way that took my age into account. Honestly, I didn't care what it was called. I was just happy that no one could argue that they were legally... That, that we weren't legally what we already knew we were. Hmm. We were a family. Yeah. So that's from his book. So okay. something has soured, obviously. Yeah. No, it is. It's inter- this is interesting, though, it, it, because they don't need the money either. That's one thing. We also found out that the Tuohys have a lot of money. money. Well, even in the they movie, got family you can tell the Tim McGraw character, me, owned a bunch yeah. of restaurants and yeah, they driving some, big so house. And, what would be the reason to... Uh, you know, try to steal well, money think, and exploit from Michael Orr. That's well, also part well, of it. Well, I should say a big part of that, according to the Tuohys, is that as a former player and and uh, graduate of Ole Miss, he is legally a booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he because he gave money to the football program that Michael Orr was going to play for. So he's now under the. So I think for them to make him part of their family under the conservatorship got him outside of NCAA prior to, the, prior was, to NIL yes, becoming a thing and yeah. changing the rules. Since he donates okay. money to the that's school. A, that's, a, that's interesting. You're probably he, right he, about that. Because he's got to be legally his, you know, part of his family. Yeah. So that, that I know, I, I, I that get outside NCAA rules too. So uh, that story, well, I just, you just feel bad because it was such a, and we, you, look, you don't believe everything you see in Hollywood. That's obvious. But all I'll say again, get off Sandra Bullock. People are trying to take her grant, her Oscar away. I have no idea why this the is how, blowback is, is directed at Sandra, but it makes no sense at all. Like this is, uh, it makes no sense at all. She she didn't make any of these decisions. She was just a main character in the movie. Like there really are actual people pushing for her to have her Oscar taken away. Yeah, these 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 people are. Yeah. Like, they're unreasonable. I'll just say that. These are irrational. Again, people. I would agree with those who I said maybe you, that wasn't an Oscar worthy acting performance. It was pretty now, good, pretty good, but she won it. Was it best supporting actress? What was it? Best, best supporting actress. actress? Best, best actress? actress? Yeah. 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 I don't know she if she should have won for that. Yeah. I got to go see who. Uh, what were the other contenders that year? That's look. what we need to find I'm out. I'm going to look. What do you because... have for us in off the record, Rod? I'll look that up while you give <laughs> us right. what you got. Um, okay. So how we got this sound? Okay. So this is sound of Patrick Mahomes and his wife. And apparently they're playing a game, uh, kind of how like the old newlywed game back in the day, uh, where you kind of answer questions that you're you're supposed to uh, be able to answer the question as to what the accurate answer your partner would give. So you whatever answer they would give that you can uh, be able to read their mind. You know each other so well. So here is uh, Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes. What's my favorite cheat day meal? Fried chicken. No. Chicken fried steak. No. And mashed potatoes. Mexican food. 
<laughs> she had no idea. She was just dead wrong. The look he gives her too. He's like, like, "Come on, like, come on." She's like, "Fried chicken." She said it like she knew exactly that again. what it was. I hear that again. I hear Fried that. chicken. That was great. What's my favorite cheat day meal? Fried chicken. No. Chicken fried steak. No. And mashed potatoes. Mexican food. <laughs> Close. She's so off. Fried chicken. She's naming all these like southern comfort foods. Fried chicken. Chicken fried steak. Mashed potatoes and gravy. He's like, no. Mexican food. Come on, babe. Tex-Mex. They need to go on the newlywed game. Yeah, that's, what that's what reminded <laughs> me of the newlywed game back in the day. It's like, oh, you're getting terrible at the newlywed terrible. game. Uh, so there you go. They, they even Patrick Mahomes and his wife don't know each other as well as they think they do. By the way, speaking of Sandra do you know Bullock, your what's your wife's cheat day meal? Do you know what it is? Uh, it would be chips and salsa or chips and my, queso. My wife is queso. That's chips cheating? and queso. Yeah, my oh, wife's yeah. a queso queen. Oh, yeah. So she, yeah, chips queso's queso. her thing, no doubt. You yeah. should know that. You should know that. Your, your partner's cheat day meal. We could go on a double date and we could, our wives could have queso. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the cheat day. Oh, dude, trust me. My wife devours queso, even more so now. <laughs> queso for two. Queso for two. Oh, yeah, she's eating for <laughs> two right now. Queso for two. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, Rod Babers, myself, Ty Henderson. We'll tell you again about Ty's bad gambling beat last night. It was Ooh, a tough one. Because not only did he lose a parlay, it was his favorite team that let him down. Hate it when that happened. <laughs> also, uh, we'll hit number 11 or number 12 on our Horn Top 20 college football countdown. And happens to be right here in Austin, Texas. The Longhorns at number 12. We'll debate that with you. Coming back as we roll forward. Two more hours to go. Five hours, five days a week. Rise and grind with us here on Ian Rodby.